reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Please stand. Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with, the, filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there will be fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. So this is our last uh, Sunday of quiet reflection, meditation, and the of the series of Advent series of faces of Advent, and we left the best the for the for toward the end. The last face we want to reflect upon is the face of Mary. Mary, as we all know, is very important in the life of the Church, but Mary is a symbol of the Church. Mary has many different titles. When you pray the litany of Mary, litany of Loreto, she is known by her many different titles. One of the titles of Mary, which is very biblical, it's we call Mary the Ark of the Covenant. Mary as the Ark of, of Covenant is for us a personification of the, of the Ark of the Covenant which Israel, Israel had in their travel, when they traveled to the wilderness. But Mary for us is the Ark of the Covenant because she carried Jesus in her womb. That's how the scripture today on the, for the Sunday is depicting Mary. Mary who believed the, mess, the, the announcement of angel Gabriel that she will become the mother of God, the mother of the, of the Messiah. She said, fiat, let it be. And she, after this announcement, after her fiat, that this announcement will come true in her life, not by, our, by her own strength, not by her own effort. All she had to do is just to believe it and act upon it. But that God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, will bring this about in her. And that's how, that's how Elizabeth even tonight is praising her. Mary, you're blessed. You're praised. You're glorified. Why? Because you believed that the, the message of the angel, that it will be, there will be a fulfillment of the word which was spoken to you. So Mary believed and she is for us a model of the church. 
Because for us, as Christians, as Catholics, we believe that we are not to be safe, we are not to save ourselves by our own efforts. We are weak, we are powerless. But when the announcement of good news is proclaimed to us, all we have to do is just say, yes, God, I believe that you have the power to make it happen in my life. I trust you. I abandon myself to you. I don't know how, but I know that your Holy Spirit is able to produce this in me. And Mary believed, and she became the Ark of the Covenant. That's how Gospel of Luke today describes her. There is some subtle words which you can, you know, we can see in this, in this Gospel which, which uh, Luke is hinting upon to, to, to lead us into this direction, to look at Mary as the new Ark of the Covenant. I don't know if I'm familiar or well with the story of the old, the story of the new, of the old Ark of the Covenant in the, in the Old Testament. But whenever the Ark went, it brought so much blessing with her. And we read in the second book of Samuel that the, luck, the Ark was lost because in the battle. And the, the, the Israel lost the battle and lost the Ark. But the ark, when, were, when it was captured by the enemy, one of the neighboring enemies, Israel had to fight many, many fights. When the ark stayed in their presence, they brought so much misfortune. And they decided to give, give it up and deliver it back to Israel. But David was afraid to take the ark because David re realized the king, David, the king of the Israel, he realized that whoever, one of his soldiers who uh, by, by a coincidence touched the ark, dropped dead. And he was afraid to take the ark back. That's why it's a reflection of these words of Elizabeth today. Because Elizabeth, when she notices Mary, she says, how has, how has this happened to me? that the mother of my Lord comes to me. David was saying the same words. How will it ever happen to me that I will be able to bring the ark back to Jerusalem? I am afraid. But another hint of Luke is that when Mary went to see Elizabeth, she stayed there for three months. When the Ark of the Covenant eventually returned to Jerusalem, before it, it happened, because David was so afraid to take it back, he decided for the Ark to stay with one of his people. And the Ark stayed with one of the men and his family for three months. And then David realized that as long as the ark stayed with this man, this man over his, in his family experienced so much blessing. And it convinced David, this ark is bringing lots of blessing. I want her back, not just for this one family. I want this ark to be a blessing for a whole nation. 
And then she decided, he decided to take the ark back to Jerusalem. And then the beautiful description, she, he formed like a beautiful procession before the ark. And David himself dancing in front of the ark. Even his wife, David's wife, was looking at him and was laughing at David, like, David, you're a, you're, you're a king and you're making yourself like a fool. Are you dancing in front of the ark? And here we have another hint in this story, because when Mary brought Jesus to Elizabeth, who was dancing? It was John the Baptist dancing in the womb of Elizabeth. So why is it so important for us to consider Mary as the new Ark of the Covenant? Because anywhere Mary come, goes, anyone who invites Mary into their lives, everyone who entrusts himself or herself to Mary, experience lots of blessings. Because anywhere Mary goes, Jesus comes with her. And what kind of blessing that may be? Sometimes when you think of blessing, it means, well, everything has to go according to my plan, or blessing means, you know, if I have lots of, I don't know, things or no misfortunes, no suffering, no pain. Sometimes we think this is the blessing. But the blessing of God means that why things sometimes are not happening according to how we envision them to be. We can still be at peace. We can still have this love in us as the fruits of, of God's presence in our midst. And ultimately, people who, who, who invite Mary and Jesus into their lives, they experience lots of joy. Joy, which is not the fruit of the, the external sex circumstances, but inside joy, joy of the Spirit, which the world cannot understand, the world cannot grasp, the world cannot give. The peace, the love, the joy which comes from knowing that God is in your midst, that God abides in you and dwells in you. That's the blessing. And people, as we as a church, we are called to be that kind of blessing, not just for ourselves, just like Mary. She said yes to be the new mother, to be the new Ark of the Covenant, to be a blessing for others. We as the Catholic Church, we are not to be happy that we are fine or that we are being blessed, that we become a blessing for others. This is not what Christmas is all about, that people will see ourselves and we see our good deeds and we will not be praising us, but we'll, be give, but we'll give glory to God and we glor we'll glorify God. Just like Mary, because she responded to the greeting of Elizabeth later on with this profound hymn of Magnificat. She was praising God for all the wonderful things she had, he had done in her and through her. We, the church cannot be like self-focused. We cannot be self-focused. We are existing, the church exists for the world. The Second Vatican Council reminds us that the church is a sacrament 
Because the church is supposed to be a sign of, God, of God's presence in the world. So when people come to, how can people experience the presence of God in this world? Only through the church. Only through us, through parishes, through our families, through our actions. And what kind of presence that means? See, the Ark, of the, the Ark of the Covenant is very much helpful to us to understand what kind of presence the Church needs, of God needs to bear. What kind of God the Church needs to manifest. What kind of God Mary was manifesting. The attitudes of Jesus. And what are those attitudes of Jesus? See, the Ark of the Covenant contained three signs of rebellion against God. You know, like the Ark of the Covenant had the tablets of the law, the law which was given on Mount Sinai. The law which the Israelites would say, we can do it, we'll be able to do it. They trusted in themselves, in their own effort. And the first fruits of this trust in themselves, the self-glorification, self was that they built a golden calf and they rebelled against God. The problem was not they built the calf, it was the fruit that they believed that they can do it, that they don't need God, you know, they, they, they sin with pride. See, what the what the church is to proclaim is not just demand, demand things from people, not just telling them, you can do it. Jesus did not come to proclaim like a, a new law and telling people, you should do it, you, you could do it, just try, try harder. That's what the Pharisees wanted to Jesus to say. But Jesus associated himself with the lowly, with the sinners, with the poor, those who could not help themselves and offered him grace and love and mercy, not the law. See, we're bringing Jesus into people's lives when we are full of love and mercy and compassionate, when we recognize that they can't. And we bring them Jesus into their lives by saying, you can't, but Jesus can. He loves you and I love you. We offer them compassion, understanding, and love, and mercy. See, the Ark of the Covenant also contained a sign of rebellion against priest Aaron. They didn't want to be led by this authority, and they rebelled against Aaron. But his Rod budded as a sign that he was chosen by God's authority, that he did not take this authority by himself. See, Jesus never chose his authority by himself to govern our lives. He was he went to the cross, he emptied himself to accept the death on the cross, to, to become so lowly. And God the Father raised him from the dead, and he established him as the Lord and Savior of all.
He did not take this title for himself. He received it. And why did he do that on our behalf? He is not forcing himself upon us. You have to believe in me. He's given us freedom. You can do so. I give you the spirit. I'm speaking to your heart in gentleness. And he, say, and he says to us, yes, see, you've tried different things. You try to reign your life, you do whatever you wanted in your life, and you failed. You have not succeeded. How about surrendering into my reign? Not out of love. Not because you have to, not because you were cursed, not, not because we are going to be afraid of your condemnation. And that's what the church is proclaiming. Not imposing his beliefs on her beliefs on others, forcing people to churches. No, preaching love and inviting people on their own accord to surrender their lives to Jesus as their loving Savior. The Ark of the Covenant contained also the, the third item. As I mentioned, there was the tablets, there was the rod, and there was also manna, which they fed in the desert. In the manna, God was sending manna on people of Israel even when they were murmuring. Sometimes we, we, when you listen to the story, they traveled Israel through the wilderness for 40 years and they still haven't learned how to believe and trust God. They continued to murmur. And, sometimes, and then the more they murmur against God, the more manna was God sending upon them. He speaks of God's attitudes towards sinners. And it's, about, it's to be at the church's attitude. The church loves those who reject her, not condemns. The church prays for those who persecute her. The church has the love for those who not deserve, for the worst of sinners, for those who abuse the church. That's the church. That's how God loves us. And that's how God loves the world. And he gave his son that whoever believes in him, in his love, the love which the church manifests and proclaims will come to experience what true love is, will be saved from himself. That's why this title of Mary. That's why Mary brings us Jesus. Mary did not just go to Elizabeth to be of human assistance to her, but she went there to give her the spirit. And when she greeted Elizabeth, the spirit was imparted into Elizabeth. The church exists to impart the Holy Spirit in others. We exist for that reason. Benedict XVI said that if you want to give people something which is less than Jesus, you have not given them enough. We can do many things for God and for others, 
But unless we give them the love of the Holy Spirit, which is in us, we have not given them enough. That's what we are called to do as Christians. We are called to love them. Why? Because we carry this love in, our, in, our, in ourselves. Because we've accepted this love into our hearts. Because we've accepted Jesus, just like Mary, into our own hearts.